we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Quick shout out to William Worth Fluitt who made the backing music for that little video right there. Good job, son. Good job. Welcome everybody to Redemption Church. Yeah, you are actually welcome here. Even Colts fans are welcome here on this Sunday evening. My name is Chris Fluitt, and I'm so glad to be in the room with all of you fine people and share the word of God with you. And also you wonderful people that are finding us online. You might be live or you might be on a podcast, but either way, we have a Jesus that we want to share with you. And we believe that the Jesus that's in the room with us right now is in the room with you. So thank you for joining us tonight. It is December. Isn't that good? Is anyone kind of excited about that? It is okay to be excited about it. And everyone has turned their attention to the Christmas season. I feel like this season has become far too complex and hectic, though. Does anyone agree with me that it's kind of complex? Can I talk to you real quick in the opening moments about a complex Christmas? There is this pressure to make it magical like a Hollywood movie. They've got these commercials that they spend thousands of dollars on to capture a kid going down the stairs and looking at a Christmas tree and lighting up. And it took them 20 takes to get that right. And you are trying to recreate that in live fashion. And there's this pressure to do so. Oh my goodness, little Timmy didn't like that gift. We spent way too much money on that gift. Little Timmy hates that gift. There is the pressure to provide. There are times where the, 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 the present somebody wants, no one can find, right? There's this pressure to provide, and sometimes we don't have the money to get that gift. There is materialism and greed. It's not that we just want a present. We want lots of presents. There is a little thing we call debt. Everyone say debt. Oh my goodness, there are people that are trying to live out this very magical Christmas season and they will be living it out every day for years trying to pay it off. My goodness. Thankfully, they've got it at a 20% rate of interest. They'll get that paid off really quick. The good news is that your money's becoming worthless as we speak. There's family issues, little inflation jokes to lighten the mood of impending doom. There's family issues, and family issues are really tough. Sometimes, well, money creates family issues, but then there's just a lot of baggage that people carry around with them from their past. Here's one of them, divorce. Divorce is really tough this time of year. There are people, there are kids that will spend two Christmases, and there is this awkwardness of seeing someone that used to be your spouse and looking them in the eye and say, hi. Like, like for some people that is, there's some situations where it's like a miracle that there's not blows. Like, like, I mean, it's like peace on earth. What? It's crazy. And it's divorce and it's tough. And there's a sadness sometimes and there's a shame that comes with that. There's a guilt that comes with these things. There is sometimes an empty chair around a table. And the 
reason that chair is empty is because the person who used to fill it is no longer with us. They've passed away. And that is a heartbreaking thing to lose a loved one. You talk about complex Christmas. There are people that are weighing, okay, I'm thankful for baby Jesus, but God, why did you take this person I love? And that those feelings, complex. You talk about complex. Everybody's like, let's name our blessings one by one. And they're like, they just can't even say it because they're actually seeing red and they're angry about it. There's depression and all too growing things that, I, you know, depression kind of kicks up around New Year's and, and the Christmas season's like the opening bell of depression sometimes. Suicides. We've long said that suicides uh, peak at the holiday season. They actually peak right after New Year's. But I, I think it's like a rollover effect. I think this season has a lot to do with it because we've got the focus completely wrong. And then there's isolation. There's some people that they just feel all alone. There are actually some people that go, I wish someone would invite me to a party, but no one invites me to a party. We should invite those people to a party. We should find one. We've got one coming up this week. It's Friday. If you know somebody, bring somebody. Let me know. I, I, we will pay it. We will get it done. Okay? We will do that very thing. Then there is just the packed schedule. There's just like too much craziness. Too much craziness. There are people that will have double booked events like this party over here and then have to go over this party. Thankfully, they only have to drive down 75 and it's a breeze driving in the Metroplex during the holiday season. No, it is not. It's terrible. But your packed schedule, there's packed schedule. We did the brilliant thing of signing up our kid for basketball league during December. It's like, what did we do? What is this? I hope he's enjoying basketball because we've been doing it one week and it's already stressful. Just the stress makes it so complex. It's a complex Christmas. The complicated Christmas season has many people asking, how am I going to make it? How am I going to find the time? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to be in the room with people who hurt me in the past and simply act like everything is okay? Wouldn't it be great if this Christmas was less complex? Wouldn't it be great if this Christmas was less stressful and was less of a struggle? We have this little countdown decoration in our home. It has two blocks with numbers on all sides. And, and it sits on a stand that reads, Days to Christmas. Took this two days ago. Now it's 21 days to Christmas. right? And for the kids, this is a countdown timer uh, to a winter wonderland and uh, the world's greatest treasure hunt. They are excited to see this number go down. But to the parents, this thing is a doomsday clock. It is just, it is just going. It's like 21 already. What? 21? Oh gosh, what happened to October? Like we are, we're living there. It's like every day we're that much closer to this hitting zero. And we're nowhere near as ready. We have got a tree up. I'm sorry. This is my fault. We've got it taking full blame. No one in my house other than me is taking 
blamed for this at all, at all, no one but me. We've got the tree up, it looks beautiful, but all the boxes that the ornaments were in, all the boxes that the tree came in, they're just sitting right by the tree like they're part of the decoration. It's like, I'm going to get that deer this week in back into the garage. Right? But there's this, we're just nowhere near ready. It is hard to get this thing ready. We have a complex Christmas, and we have a hectic home. Can you say hectic home? Our homes are often like the opening of Home Alone. Everyone is going in different directions. It's, it's sped up, and we don't always get along, and we say things like, look what you did, you little jerk. Anybody remember that? Gosh, gosh. And if we don't say it, we may think it. Our homes are hectic. Our homes are not what we would like them to be during the season. And sometimes they can look the part, but they aren't. It's just there's something glaringly wrong. We can have all the decoration up, but our heart is wrong. And we can have pretty lights on the outside, but it, there's a little darkness on the inside, if you know what I am saying. We can have, uh, you know, th things under the tree, but we're empty inside. All these things, they can absolutely happen. We know this is that this is all the opposite of what Christmas is supposed to be. It is our prayer that this season will be different. Who wants this season to be different? Wave your hand real quick. I want this season to be different all over this house. That's so good. We're praying for a simple Christmas this year. In fact, right now, let's take a moment. Pray, God, Lord, I want, I want, I want to live this life differently right now. I want you to move in my home differently, God. Lord, I want you to speak to us, God. I want you to direct us, God. Lord, and we want, we want our eyes to be on Jesus Christ. And we want our home to be full of light, life, peace, joy, and love in the name of Jesus. Everyone said in Jesus' name. We're going to be talking about Simple Christmas. That's the name of this sermon series. We need to take a step from the complex and from the hectic and step into the simple of this season. Somebody say, keep it simple season. Not keep it simple stupid. Keep it simple season. That's what season we're getting into. In this sermon series, we're going to encourage you to keep it simple this season. This December, I want you to deliberately make some decisions that in your life, and in your home, you're going to choose the simple over the complex and the hectic. There are some things you're going to go, uh, you have a choice, this or that, and you're going to go, this would be okay, it'd be pretty, it'd be nice, it would be, yep, but this is simple. This one won't get me into debt, let's do this one. This one won't kill my schedule, let's do this one. This one won't end with me screaming at my children, let's do this one. And whatever that is, we're going to choose the simple over the complex. We're going to choose the peaceful over the hectic. Focus on the simple reason for the season. And that has become such a cliche. People go, well, you know, reason for the season. Remember the reason for the season. But no, we really have gotten away from remembering what this is all about. The birth of Jesus Christ, that is what Christmas is to be all about. Choose that over all the complex things. Choose that 
over all the materialistic things. Choose that over all the baggage that, and, and shame and, and isolation and depression you may feel. Focus on who rather than what. This is really good. Focus on who. Somebody say who. And that who could be someone in your life. It could be someone that, that is lonely. Focus on that person. Focus on a who. Focus on a who over a what. Focus on your children more than what you will give them. Focus on who they are becoming rather than what they may open on a Christmas. And of course, oh, well, somebody already said it in the room. Who should always be Jesus Christ. Focus on who rather than what. Jesus Christ and those people that he's put in our sphere of influence. Do not focus on what you will receive or what you will give, but who you are with. Make time to remember that original story. Make time to remember that original story. Because the original story was absolutely complex and hectic. I just broke my sermon. Because I just set it up, right? I set it up. Simple Christmas. You thought I was going to say, because that original story was just beautiful, peaceful, and perfect in every way and simple. Nope. That original story was crazy. And it was complex. And it was hectic. And there was fear of death in that story. All over the place. It was a crazy story. I'm going to tell you real quick. The original Christmas story was complex and hectic. Our series is called Simple Christmas, but we are taking the odd turn of teaching you that the original Christmas setting was anything but simple. It got really difficult. Take a moment and think about that story. What in that story might be complex and hectic? Hold that in your brain. What is it about the story that might be really troubling, that really might have bothered Mary, Joseph, and every other character in the story? And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at them. But right now, I want to tell you, front and center in this Christmas story are relationship problems. Can you say relationship problems? Relationship problems. A young girl named Mary and a man named Joseph were engaged to be married. And this was supposed to be a love story. But then something very complicated happened. Mary became pregnant, and Joseph was not the father. Talk about complex. We've all seen those Mori Povich shows. You are not the father, and everyone screams and yells, what? It's a little bit like that right in the Christmas story. To Joseph, let's think about from Joseph's point of view, it appeared that Mary had broken trust, right? How could he ever trust this girl again? He was going to marry her, but now he's not sure what he is going to do. And to Mary now, from her perspective, she had done nothing wrong. She had done nothing wrong, yet her husband-to-be did not believe her, and she could never convince him. How would you go about convincing a person? No, I'm pregnant because the Lord has done this wonderful thing. How do you how does that work? It doesn't work. That's the answer. You you can't convince someone of that. 
fact, Mary was having, she couldn't convince herself of that. It had to actually take an angel to sort these kind of things out. It took God showing up and speaking to make this make sense. She could never convince him. And how disappointing it must have been for Mary that Joseph did not believe her. It, like, listen, it's completely understandable, but it's still disappointing. That had to hurt. You talk about a relationship problem. A lot of people say that's a deal breaker. And then, you know, Mary goes to her friends and like, uh-uh, girl, you divorce him right now. And you go to the guys and Joseph goes to his guy friends and like, oh, man, kick that lady to the curb. I mean, that's what happens in the real world. It was so bad between Mary and Joseph that Mary left town without telling Joseph, gone. And Joseph had planned to end their relationship. And he was wondering just how hard to drop the hammer on Mary. We won't go all into that, but it, it, in, that, in that custom of the ancient world, Nobody would have stood up for Mary if Joseph would have had her killed. That's how bad it was. She left town, and he's wondering, Just, I, we're, of course we're calling this off, but is there anything else I need to do about this shame that she has brought to my doorstep? How's that for a Merry Christmas? There are not many Christmas stories out there that dive into this section of this story. There aren't many Hallmark greeting cards that go, Merry Christmas. If you think you got it bad, just remember, Joseph almost killed Mary. <laughs> nobody's done it like this. That's really ours, right? Nobody's, that, that just doesn't exist. None of, the art, none of the beautiful decorations, we've got a pretty little nativity there. No, they've got a beautiful nativity with Joseph and Mary there. No one's got the one with Mary run away crying, and Joseph's really angry. Those, that just doesn't work. But that's the story. Because the original story is complex, and it's hectic. The original Christmas story had relationship problems. Somebody say relationship problems. Do you have relationship problems? It's okay if you do. That's what's so great about this. This story is all important story. I mean, the whole universe hinges on this story. It's filled with a relationship problem. It's like a step one of the story. But do you have a relationship problem? Have you broken someone's trust? Has someone broken your trust? And does this stir up all kinds of emotions? If you experience the pain of divorce, it can make this season very complex. It can make it awkward. Some children, they have two Christmases. And in case you're a kid and you think that sounds twice as good, let me tell you that those kids often wish that they could have their family back together again. Perhaps you are single and this season makes you feel like an outsider. There's a, this awful disease of being a single person. I remember it very well being a single person. But, but maybe that's you today. You, you feel like an outsider. Perhaps you feel like there must be something wrong with you because for whatever reason, another December has come. 
and you're still single, and maybe maybe your aunt, God lover, comes up to you and goes, what is wrong with you, girl? Why is it another December and you haven't brought a boy over to my house? This happens. Maybe that's tearing you apart. Is there someone who you ought to be able to speak with, but there is a distance between you? Like Mary and Joseph, she ran completely away. Maybe there's a distance between someone in your life. Perhaps there's unforgiveness and bitterness there, and it's just keeping you apart. In fact, you've, we've all experienced that person that when they walk in the room, you like tense up, like your forehead breaks out in sweat, your heart rate goes up, right? And in Christmas, that usually puts us right in the room with that person. And is there an empty chair at your Christmas party that hurts you? The original Christmas story shows us that there is room for those with hectic and complex relationship issues. There's room at God's table. There's room in his story for you. Although there is a lot of baggage, Joseph's and Mary spent their first Christmas together. They were together that first Christmas. Although they were together, there was another stressor there that really made things complex. Here it was. They were unable to provide. Somebody say unable to provide. Joseph and Mary were in that little town of Bethlehem, but they had no place to stay. There's a whole backstory to this really quickly. It's this, that Bethlehem is Joseph's town. He's obviously got family. It's very likely he's got family all over that town. And no one opened their door to Joseph and Mary because of a scandal. Because she's pregnant. Joseph and Mary could not provide a house for Jesus to be born in. You want to feel really lame? How about that? Joseph had to feel pretty lame and helpless about that. Not, he couldn't provide a house, but he couldn't even provide a room in an inn. He couldn't even find a couch for them to crash on. They were unable to provide a proper nursery for the birth. And instead, they were in a barn. Everyone say barn. A barn used for animals. It was fit for animals. Not a child. Instead of a cradle with brand new bedding, Jesus was laid in an animal's feeding trough with hay. That's what a manger is. The day before Jesus is born and put in that manger, a cow or a sheep is eating out of this trough. You know that picture you have about how Christmas is supposed to be and you're just not able to provide it? That picture up there? That's exactly what the original Christmas story is. The original Christmas story has all of that. I'm not able to do that. Neither were Joseph and Mary. I'm not able to provide these things. Neither were Joseph and Mary. This whole thing is broken. I can't get it to work. That's what Joseph and Mary were going through. That is the original Christmas story. Someone just take, wait, 
want is just take a big breath in and just let it go. And think, what a relief. I'm not the only loser around. I want to tell you, you are not the only loser around. I'm here too. Listen, guys, we weren't able. They weren't able to get the victory that they needed. They weren't able to provide what they needed. We can all feel like losers. Losers are welcome in the story of Jesus Christ. Losers are welcome around the Christ child. Those that can't make it, those that can't get it together, those that can't afford it, those that can't get that job, those that can't get the promotion, those that can't have a normal relationship like everyone else, they're welcome. They're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. The original Christmas story. Oh, sorry, turn the page too soon. I don't want to trick our attention. Instead of a cradle, they had a manger. The original story is not ideal, but real. I want you to say those words, not ideal, but real. Not ideal, but real. Joseph and Mary were not in the ideal situation. But they were experiencing something real. This world will try to sell you on the ideal. Our bumper video is filled with a lot of sounds there. And they're just, they're just commercial snippets. And I just, we just threw them all in a, in a video. And they're all on top of each other. But like they, they will say things like, Make the holiday soar by this blah, 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 and come experience the true meaning of Christmas. Here's the ideal Christmas. It's a truck. You'll be paying on this thing forever. You'll never be free. You will be bound to the credit card payments forever. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> but it, everybody in that Christmas commercial has those smiles and they, that truck. Who is driving the truck? I never know. They just not the point there's a big bow on it and the fellow looks over his lady and goes oh that is so sweet yeah let's see it in a year where they are let's see where they are in a year gosh what what's the worst that could happen we all know the worst that could happen they're in debt and up to their eyeballs and screaming at each other but what is that that's the world trying to sell you on what ideal is the ideal home the ideal gift the ideal family but instead of all that stuff, choose the real this year. Not ideal, but real. The neighbors next door might go, oh, how do they live? They might be having that attitude toward you, but just let that go. I'm going for real this year. I want a real holiday memory with my children. I want real laughter and joy. I want the real presence On the reason for everything, Jesus Christ. This year, I want us to focus on real. I'm talking real hope. I'm talking real love. And I'm talking real peace. That original Christmas story was complex and hectic. But within all the uncertainty, within all the pain, and within the chaos, they found a simple peace. Can you say simple peace? We won't be long in this sermon. I want your 
full attention. We're talking about simple peace on this first week. Joseph and Mary found simple peace in their relationship. Somehow, some way, they were together. And we're not told anywhere that they were screaming at each other, Kathy. They never yelled. We don't see that she, she picked up some farming utensil and threw it at Joseph. That's not in the story. They were together. They had simple peace. Now, were there questions? You bet there were questions. There was past hurt. You bet there was past hurt that they had to still get past. But a simple peace is present. I pray that in your home there will be a simple peace that overshadows all the questions and all the hurt of the day. Now listen, there was simple peace, but Joseph and Mary were still in a barn. Those that are feeling bad about their holiday decorations. I bet it's more festive than a barn. I bet you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Joseph and Mary were still in a barn. Their situation was not ideal, but they were together. They had finished running from each other and wondering how they could hurt each other. And they were together. And you know what? They were together with God. God was with them. The last thing, that was enough. You will get that in your heart this holiday season. That it's enough for us to be together. If something doesn't work out, if something doesn't quite fit, if, you know, it's enough for us to be together. I'm so thankful that we're together. And with God, and that's enough. Somebody say, that's enough. What is enough for you today? Are you chasing after the ideal? Are you going to chase after the real? A major part of the Christmas story is fear. As we're drawn to a close. Fear is a major part of the Christmas story. You know that? There aren't many Christmas songs that have the word fear in it. But the original Christmas story has the word fear in it. Four different times. Four times in the story, God tells them through an angel, do not be afraid. Some translations say, fear not. To Joseph, here's the verse, Matthew 1 and 20. But after he, Joseph, had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home. As your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And in Luke 1.13, to Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, it says this. But the angel said to Zechariah, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. To Mary, Luke 1.30 says this. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. And finally, to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 14. By the way, a portion of this is our Bible by heart for this month. I want you to put this in your heart, learn these scriptures. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. 
I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts, that's angels, appeared with that angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Are you afraid of something right now? I'm going to tell you there is room in this simple Christmas story for everyone that's struggling with fear and uncertainty. In the middle of fear, that's when the Prince of Peace came to us. As I draw a close, our scripture, our, our sermon series is called Simple Christmas. You know, the word simple, what it means, it's haplous in the Greek. And it means single. It means whole. And it means fulfilled. We should have a single focus singular that makes it simple it's just one thing and we keep that one thing the one thing and when we wake up in the morning that one thing is what we're about when we're at the store and it's crazy it's still about the one thing and when you're with somebody that hurts you and they don't they're not treating you right you're still about the one thing why not make the one thing, Jesus, this year? Why not make him the focus this year? Have a simple, a single Christmas this year. Single-mindedly focus on the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. It also means wholeness and fulfillment. So have wholeness and fulfillment this season. If you have wholeness and fulfillment right now in Jesus Christ, then it's not about the gift you open under the tree that's going to make you whole and fulfilled nothing else can make us whole and fulfilled jesus christ has already made us whole and fulfilled and if we're whole and fulfilled we're not looking everywhere for something to fulfill us we're not looking for a person a relationship a gift money we're not looking for those things jesus makes us whole and complete we stand complete in jesus I want to invite you tonight in this room and online to come receive the simple peace of Jesus Christ. If you want prayer in this, in this room, I want you to come in the first two pews. I want to pray with you. Our worship team is going to lead us in praise. I want us to lift up worship to him. Over the next For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550.